This week we'll be talking about Blizzard Albany, aka Vicarious Visions, wants to unionize. Activision Blizzard staff walks out protesting the loss of abortion rights. Ubisoft delays Avatar Frontiers of Pandora and Assassin's Creed games. Xbox got Discord voice chat before PlayStation. How dare they? Naughty Dog drops huge Last of Us remake details. Game reviews and impressions on Stray, Forza Horizon Hot Wheels DLC, Multiverses, and more on Season 6, Episode 28 of Press X to Start Podcast. I am your host, DJ, aka Sexy Bad Choices, aka the new ambassador of Lifesavers Spearman Edition. This stuff is, it's like sugar. I was going to say the other sugar, but I was like, ah, I probably shouldn't do that. So it's like sugar. This stuff is so good. I bought a pack on like Sunday, and I'm like, no, not Sunday. No, I bought a pack yesterday. So that's Saturday. And I'm like halfway through the bag, and it's like, is this bad for me? <laughs> Given that you have a giraffe body, um, I think the normal amount of lifesavers for a normal person ain't the same for you. But uh, I am Sean MF Ross. Oh. What the MF stand for? I thought you were going to drop some science on me. AKA your old jazz uncle. AKA no. Aunt May didn't finish praying. Check the tape. Sean <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> MF <ever> Ross. <laughs> All right, who else is here? It's your boy, aka Jordan. It's your boy, Jordan, aka JXY. It's been a minute. I'm sorry. I'm rusty, y'all. And I apologize. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> aka um, the top Forza driver, I guess. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm the you boss. know on the leaderboards? And they call, they call the, your, your character the boss. So, aka the boss, I guess. Oh, okay. That's what they call you. Mr. Boss Boy Jordan. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and last up. Oh, yeah. It's me, Avery. I'm here. Nailed it. Like always. This guy is just always ready. All right. Now you know who we are. Press X Star Podcast is a weekly show where we talk about the latest gaming news, review the biggest games, as I said before, give you our thoughts on the games we are playing, as I also said before. Our goal is to expand the video game media landscape through an underserved point of view. With that being said, and I know who we are and what we stand for and what's going to be on this podcast. Now, let us jump into the quick hits. <laughs> Avery, take it away. Hey, everyone. It's me. It's Avery. I'm here to do the quick hits. Let's do it. So we got a double Dewey. Oh, wow. A double doozy of Activism Blizzard uh, Dewey Decimal System. That's what I was thinking of. I was thinking about I need to go to the library. They give out free video games as well as free comic books and free films. It's uh, support your local libraries. Don't let them burn down like the uh, Library of Alexandria. We lost so much great knowledge. Probably proof <laughs> of aliens and the gods. So Real quick, um, Dewey Decimal System. That was a thing that growing up as a kid, I hated and I made sure not to learn because. Also, in our generation, we had the internet that was starting to flourish, and I knew the internet's going to replace this, and this is dumb. I'm not wasting my time on this, and I didn't, and I was definitely on the right side of history with that. Why aren't you rich yet, DJ? Since you're such a futurist. 
because I spent my money on Gundam models, as you can see right there. It screwed me, Sean. It screwed me. All right. All right. Don't Avery, vote DJ for office. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Okay. So, yeah, uh, we got a double duty of Activision Blizzard news. Uh, this is, I'm reading both from the Washington Post. One from is from Shannon Liao, and the other is from Shannon Liao. So, like, shout out to Shannon Liao for being on top of all this Activision Blizzard uh, nonsense. Hey. The first bit of news is more of a positive than a negative. It's that Blizzard Albany, formerly Vicarious Visions, announces unionization build. So the uh, the shockwaves of Raven Software, I believe it was Raven. Yes, I believe it was Raven's uh, internal QA uh, unionization has prompted another studio within the Activision Blizzard uh, envelope to start doing unionization. And it's probably going to spread more through there. Mm-hmm. And then when the eventual Microsoft uh, merger happens, it will spread throughout Microsoft. And then... Well, when the Xbox merger happens, it will spread throughout Xbox, and then when the Xbox is the only wing that is full unionized, then the rest of Microsoft will unionize as well, and then Microsoft will be probably, maybe, the first big tech company to be fully union-supported. Or, the heads of Microsoft will be like, we're going to cut this shit out right quick. <laughs> Hopefully it's uh, the, <laughs> the A reality, not the B reality. <laughs> Yeah, but this is cool though. Like it's it's always good to start seeing the the company starting to like, you know, really perk up and starting to push this new reality forward. So I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping this all works in in that exact same like uh domino row that you're talking about Avery because this needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and then the second bit of news is more dour and it's sort of a addendum to the stuff we were talking about 2 to 3 weeks ago. Uh, Activism Blizzard staff walks out protesting loss of abortion rights. So we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago how the video game, res- uh, I guess, landscape responded to Roe v. Wade being overturned. Uh, we got a lot of silence from a lot. Of, well, we got silence from about 75% of the gaming sphere, but then we got a lot of talk from certain aspects of the gaming sphere. Uh, certain people kept quiet, big people kept quiet, but that was neither here or there. Uh, from what it looks like from reading this article, Activision Blizzard is not preparing to support its uh, employees the same way other studios are supporting them when it comes to a lot of abortion rights. And as a result, about 450 members of uh, their staff have walked out in protest. Well, as you know, Avery, Activision Blizzard is a very small studio and, and they don't have money. So it's really hard for them to support all of their employees or some bullshit. Like, this is ridiculous. Uh, how, will I, how will I buy my sixth yacht if I uh, respect my employees and take care of them properly? Those are the real questions, Sean. Those are the real questions. Yeah. I don't know. This is terrible. Like, I, it's one of the things where I guess I, I guess Activision can, you know, backtrack and, and start supporting these people, right? That would be the the I mean, that's what the protest is for. Hope. Right, yeah. I have never watched an entertainment body in the process of a buyout act so flagrantly bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. the people aren't the upper management, you know. I mean, if you were upper management and you were being bought out, you'd try to be, like, I don't know, put out a united front of it was a good idea to buy us out instead of we were in turmoil, which is why we got bought out, and instead of getting our shit together, we're going to continue 
to act a fool, I guess, with the idea that we're not going to be in charge going forward. So why should we care? I mean, you can't control people. I wonder. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Jordan. No, no, I, I was just reading into the article of, you know, what the support they were looking for. And it, it is similar to other companies outside of the tech industry promising that those workers that live in states that are vulnerable to losing uh, abortion protections allow to, you know, commute to other states to okay. which abortions are available. Yeah. Um, and, you yeah, know, so Act- Activision is not supporting that, which is not good. Yeah. You know, the bare minimum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Part of me, and, and this is this is devil's advocate right here. So I, I firmly don't believe this. And if this is the case, of course, fuck Activision. But is this a thing of them being like, hey, look, there's two options. You can either get the abortion rights or unionization. And they're like, you picked unionization, so that's what we're going to do. But like, I mean, the other even- side of it, though, is can't in, in the unionization process, when they build all that up, can't they just put abortion rights into that and then the, the, have... the problem the problem with the unionization is as far as i'm aware of the raven software isn't the actual raven software it's just their quality assurance team oh, so it's not right, even like right, the right. entire dev team is unionized yeah. to like fight for rights it's only a small amount of them and even that is like one of those sort of i think in the like unions are good situation if they unions are bad situation of oh yeah we have the power to fight for our rights and mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean your rights make sense. Yeah, yeah, they're not fine for everyone. That stinks. Yeah. Okay, uh, and more uh, depressing news. Is it, though? Yes. Uh, I, okay. Uh, yeah, so this is from uh, Polygon. Uh, this is from Michael McWhirter. Uh, Ubisoft's Avatar game, as Avatar things often are, is delayed. Uh, so... The Avatar game that Ubisoft has been working on, math, uh, I, I believe it's Massive Studios, which is the division team has been working on, got delayed. Uh, we had a big Ubisoft uh, financial call, which I'm going to be honest, was not great. Like We learned a lot of depressing things about the state of Ubisoft. Uh, down to the story is from Video Games Chronicle from Tom Ivan. Ubisoft has reportedly delayed the next Assassin's Creed game to spring 2023. So yeah, yeah. Ubisoft financial call was not great. They delayed a bunch of games, pretty much. Uh, Skull and Bones, which is a game that I have no confidence in, and Rayman, uh, well, I'm sorry, Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope are pretty much the only two Ubisoft things we're getting for this year and possibly for the first half of next year. A bunch of things got delayed and outright canceled, like the Splinter Cell VR game got canceled, and then their second of maybe three battle royale games that we're working on also got canceled before they came out yeah so like the avatar thing there's a there's there's a rumor that there was a division battle royale game that codename reaper i think reaper here something like that i I got this from jeff grubb but like um it was shelved because it wasn't playing right and then they actually brought it out from being shelved and they're adding more roguelike elements to it and and that's going to be the thing that they're trying to push forward or something but um yeah yeah continue yeah it's like i like the avatar franchise like uh, that movie blew my mind when i watched it fucking over 10 years ago i oh, absolutely. i watched it yeah. religiously for years because like there wasn't a single movie that looked as good as that one to me and it was like it was always a great test of any tech i got because if any tech i got could make this look even better than like remember it then like it was good tech 
Uh, so I was genuinely excited for this Ubisoft Avatar game because I like Massive as a studio. I think they're a solid team. And if they could make a big, dumb Ubisoft open world and I got to play as a Navi navigating through it, like imagine like with like Assassin's Creed, like three controls of me going in and out of trees seamlessly with the parkour and all that and the cool animals and things like that. Nothing sounded cooler to me. It could also have been a fucking hot mess because it's a licensed game. But yeah, I had hope so, in this game. It being delayed sucks, but I have hope that a delay will be good for the game in the long run. It's the Assassin's yeah. Creed stuff that has like, okay, guys, what's going on? So before you jump to Assassin's Creed, um, and this is also from Jeff Grubb, he he was saying that from his reporting, um, the game looked great, but it just didn't play well. So that's where the delay supposedly came from is that they need to polish up the gameplay so yeah like it's good that they're delaying this game versus trying to rush and get it out and it being a disappointment and just overall just hurting ubisoft more than what they're already hurting themselves with so you know they all believe in it enough to put it on your fantasy league avatar mm-hmm. I, if not that is if that game... i'd have to see another showing of it first <laughs> no but i mean maybe next you mean like next year when it's like slated to yeah. come out yeah, yeah. In my top draft, in my top draft, no. In my later, no one's paying attention to this game after the fact, probably. Yeah, I think because I, I, I have like my little calculus that I do when it comes to like the games I'm picking, and I, 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 I excuse me, <laughs> Mister Lucky with the Pokemon, and <laughs> the first Sean, half Sean, of the... okay, I, I'm, I'm not gonna let this man go on. Sean was not lucky. Sean was playing the calculus from the very beginning. <laughs> uh, I, well, yeah, okay. The the Pokemon stuff that yeah that that's, he, that's he, a he picked it because he'd already done the research and Pokemon games don't get below a certain score. That was his reasoning going through it. He told us all that. Which one of us? Idiot, which one of us idiots on this podcast counterpicked it? Marcus, not it me. Was Marcus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. But um yeah, like I, I think the next showing of Avatar will be whether or not we have confidence in mm-hmm. if it's going to be good or not. Because what they showed first, as I had showed earlier, was just a CG trailer. And of course, it's really hard to make a CG trailer look bad. Mm-hmm. Um when you have money. Because I'm really interested to see like how this is going to look gameplay wise and like what it's actually going to be. Because, you know, I feel like you could sort of take the Assassin's Creed model and just kind of skin it with Avatar, but you'd hope that there's more to it than just that. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, and then uh, other part of the Ubisoft financials was the Assassin's Creed news. Uh, Rumors had been mounting that we were getting a brand new Assassin's Creed game more in line with the uh, original Assassin's Creed trilogy and less than the open world Assassin's Creed trilogy. This would have focused on... I didn't play Valhalla, so I'm only taking some anecdotal information. It would have focused on one of the characters on Valhalla and would have been a Middle Eastern setting, so, like, really going back to the old-school Assassin's Creed roots. Uh, it was going to be called Rift, I believe, and it was going to be their uh, placeholder for Infinite, which was going to be their still as of yet to be announced, confirmed, or realized, like, Assassin's Creed as a games-of-service platform game. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that... Like the way Valhalla ended, did seem that they were going to go back to the you know the order as it was presented in Assassin's Creed one, two, three. But that character's name was Basim, I believe. But yeah, yeah, he was kind of a bad guy too. I was like, oh, oh really? <laughs> Spoilers for the original Assassin's Creed. Most of the Assassin's Order were bad guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean bad guys? 
I thought he was my friend. He's like, nope. We're fighting stab, for stab, 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 stab. <laughs> oh, no. This knife is made for stabbing. <laughs> I mean, in the context of the Assassin's Creed universe, the Assassins are the good guys. But what I was, in the context of what I was talking about, is the villain of Assassin's Creed 1 is your mentor, the leader of the Assassin's Order. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. But yeah, this is one of those things that sucks in the context that I've been jonesing for an Assassin's Creed game in a world where like I'm not getting regular stealth-esque games. And I think I was very vocal in both the podcast and I was on it at the time and after the fact, two years removed of that, like when they went open world and decided to make Assassin's Creed RPGs, I lost interest completely. Like I like the focused environment, like a, um, a city exploration, uh, pseudo stealth action games. And yeah. it being a, I guess, poor man's Witcher just didn't interest me. And like when people complain about fluff in Ubisoft games, I look at those Assassin's Creed games. Because I, I remember playing Origins and that's a fucking desert. <laughs> like there's a lot of just running around oh, in the yeah, fucking desert. Yeah. <laughs> but exploring this giant map and I'm just like, this is dumb. Yeah, I actually, now that you say that, like that was when I first played Origins, that was where I um, jumped off. Like where that's where I stopped playing because like I I did the first like mission stuff and I was like oh you gotta go to this other town and I left the town and I was like oh this is just sand I'm good I'm good I I'll, I'll come back to this maybe and I, I came back to it like years after but I got a little farther but it was still a lot of the same like issues I had you know it, it's it's one of those things where like when you thought that they were going to start taking time off between the Assassin's Creed games, I thought it was going to be like, okay, we're going to polish the things about the old school Assassin's Creed games that worked. Like, uh, what's it called? The one that came out before it was the London one. I forgot what it's called. But that one was a good Syndicate. game. Syndicate, Syndicate yeah. was very good. Syndicate was a good game. Like, I just imagined that I would be getting more of that instead of, all right, let's just create a Far Cry map and put an Assassin's Creed character in it and then make it an RPG. Syndicate was the first Assassin's Creed game that I enjoyed. But then I went to Odyssey and Valhalla, which I also enjoyed. So, like, I can go either way in terms of what style they want to go with. Mm. I think Syndicate's biggest flaw is a flaw that all these Assassin's Creed games have had for a while now. And it was sort of indicated in back those Ubisoft emails in that, like, that game is not designed to have two protagonists. It was mm. going to have one, probably was oh. going to have the sister. And then yeah. at some point they said, no, we have to have the male. And then they compromised and just put two of them in there. So there's one game in there about you being a uh, gang leader. And there's a 0.25% of a game in there of you being a female assassin. Those, mm-hmm. Both the stories don't really match up. That's, 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 <laughs> uh, that's enough of my fucking uh, ennui about the Assassin's Creed franchise. All right. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to have a sort of double hitter of Microsoft news. So uh, our first is from Kotaku. This is from uh, Luke Plunkett. Minecraft bans NFTs and blockchain, which do not align with games values. So essentially, uh, Minecraft company, which is uh, Mojang, yeah, Mojang, have uh, essentially said, hey, if you're trying to use Minecraft as your web 3.0 fucking platform, that's not happening, which is really cool. The funniest part about this is that one of the companies who was trying to do so is, I think, in process of suing Mojang and saying, you can't tell us what to do with your platform that you own. (laughs) How dare you regulate your own game? Uh yeah, this is ridiculous. Like I, I'm I, I I just literally typed in Minecraft NFTs and I got this like video of this company that is working in Minecraft doing NFTs and I watched about 30 seconds of this and I was like, oh this is 
this is ridiculous. So good on good on Microsoft, good on Mojang, and yeah, just get this blockchain stuff out of games. This does align with a story that happened last fall where Phil Spencer was questioned on NFTs and its feasibility in the video game space. And yeah. it wasn't a full out no, but he said he was mm-hmm. skeptical at this moment regarding how it could be integrated and still retain the gameplay that they wish to achieve with their product. So never say never, but I guess if we think about it, Minecraft is that platform where this type of activity would thrive in. Um, that and Fortnite. So it's like, you know, yeah, yeah. once again, never say never, but I'm glad that the right people are in charge to say, fuck this, no. Yeah. Everyone should have access to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things where the difference between loot boxes and NFTs is that the, the money goes into the consumer hands with NFTs, and there is... Oh, it's more like a pyramid scheme. Oh, yeah well yeah 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 but like the 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 cash hit is more prevalent in microtransactions and all that cash goes into the the company's hands yeah. so it's like easier to understand for the higher ups yeah so it's like why would we support nfts when you have a possibility of making money on this <laughs> like we spent all this money building I... this game like <laughs> what you're yeah. telling me you're making money off of my garage, you son of a bitch. <laughs> right? Get out of my lawn. Get out of here. Uh, what's next, Avery? Okay, so another double hit of Microsoft news. This is from uh, Paul Tassie. Shout out to him from Forbes. This is a man who literally has nothing better to do with his life than play Destiny, watch Netflix, <laughs> and, and talk about live service games. Paul Tassie, I am I am on your Facebook laughing at every Destiny post you make. That is me. I'm the one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is the title. Somehow Xbox is getting Discord voice chat before PlayStation starting soon. So this bit of news is both incredibly shocking and not shocking in hindsight in that uh, right now the Discord, uh, uh, Microsoft Insiders, which is their, I guess, like uh, their, how would I say this? Product testing program. Their product testing, their, their beta program, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, is, is testing now voice chat for uh Xbox, essentially how it works is that you have to connect your Xbox account to your Discord. Then you have to Mm -hmm. download the Xbox app to your phone. And then from your phone, you can then interact with Discord and then join the Discord chat from there. Mm -hmm. DJ's shaking his head. And this is why (laughs) I said this makes sense in hindsight. You got to really want the Discord chat to do all that, which like... I mean, more props to them for figuring this out, but god damn, is that a lot of stuff? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not necessary. Uh, coming from someone that played, like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, mean I, I have a lot of knowledge on Xbox, but they do, and I, I do prefer Xbox in, in some ways. But mm-hmm. compared to what PlayStation wants to do and what Xbox currently has, this is something that Xbox doesn't need currently. Because they were already able to integrate voice chat with their applications, with the video game yeah. applications, from the PC to the phone to the console. That path is already about PlayStation done. PlayStation or Xbox? Talking about Xbox. Like, that mm-hmm. is currently there. Like, it's not that difficult to communicate between PC services and console mm-hmm. service. And, and, like, p- people that play on PC and people that play on phone and play on consoles, it's not difficult to do. So, this Discord application is supposed to be that tether once again 
between platforms that don't share a direct link. And I'm like, as an Xbox user, I do not see myself using this. I don't, uh, I don't need this right now. How often do you use Discord, though? I don't know. I mean, I just use Discord for this. Like, I'm like the Discord is exclusively for for and, and some people for, for context. Just, yes, I I am a person that just uses Discord for the um, for the podcast. Yeah, I'm like, if I was playing on Xbox, I would be using this feature, but because I genuinely think like the way my entire setup is set up, I'm at my computer mm-hmm. at all times. I'm also at my game console at all times, so it's actually much easier for me to use Discord as a voice messaging service than is to actually end up using a party chat through a game in which I will get game audio and then I have to do play with settings to get game audio and uh, uh, comm audio separate. Like the shit I had to go through to get Apex Legends to not fucking ruin my eardrums with people screaming yeah. at me <laughs> and hear the game, which audio is not great, is like, it's neither here or there. So like, this is functionality I want. What I say it makes sense in hindsight is that why the headline is read like that and everyone reacted so weird to this is that uh discord microsoft was courting discord for a while yeah mm-hmm. and then that was the prevailing theory that microsoft was going to buy discord and then like a ninja in the night playstation mm-hmm. came in and say hey discord here's a shit ton of money we want to partner with you and i'll mm-hmm. let you see other people and discord, <laughs> like, discord like i bet we all started talking about oh is discord going to replace uh, parties in PlayStation, mm. and I'm like, oh, parties in PlayStation kind of already work like Discord. I'm like, oh, I can't mm-hmm. wait to see that integration. And so, what I'm extrapolating to this, and neither parties really talked about this, is that I'm pretty sure this was a Microsoft initiative. This was, oh, our initial Discord plans didn't work. I here's a team in my Xbox work on integrating Discord into our ecosystem. We can't actually get the app in our ecosystem, so let's do some third-party workarounds to get this rolling right away because it really fits our ethos of game anywhere and things like that. You could already hook some things into Discord with your Xbox ecosystem anyway, couldn't you, before PlayStation? Like, yes. But, like, in the context of what we want, would Mm -hmm. there to be a Discord app in the Xbox UI? I think the PlayStation deal has made that difficult for them and as a result, they just went a third-party outside route of we're going to build integration into our app through the Discord uh, tools. Mm-hmm. So at least yeah. I'm assuming, and I could easily be wrong, and we could, I could, we could easily get the same broke-ass third-party kind of open up your Jake. PlayStation app. Like, like we're like 2020 Nintendo. Well, here's voice chat. Oh. Pull up the app. <laughs> this is so fucking dumb. But yeah, I, where I think the idea is that there is going to be an inbuilt PlayStation Discord app. Yeah. Where yeah. you don't really have to do any, like, you only need to use your fucking console and not have to go through a phone. And that's right. why it's taking longer, because they're trying to actually inbuild it, like into, the, it. Integrate into the UI. Yeah. And I think the, the other side to the whole Discord thing is that if you are, like, this, this really benefits people who are doing multi- a cross-platform game. So if you're playing yeah. Fortnite with someone on PlayStation, you guys can't do party chat unless you do party chat in Fortnite. I'm not sure that even is a thing. Yeah, I don't play talk. Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I guess this whole Discord thing would be the other alternative to... Although I do know when I'm playing Apex with people on Xbox, their audio is super, super yeah, low. For some it's reason, not great. So. It's not great. Oh, interesting. Uh, bench, Not Ventrilo, shit. I'm old. Um, Discord. <laughs> Discord <laughs> might fix it. Yeah. Well, Discord will yeah. Discord will fix it in the context of people, us being friends, will be fixed. Yeah. 
Apex yeah. is bad audio for Xbox players. That's not gonna fucking change. <laughs> you know, I, I wonder if I would imagine that this workaround that Xbox um, came up with should still work with whatever PlayStation and Discord put out. If it's gonna be working on the same Discord, like no, it will. It will work. It will work. Interface. Yeah. yeah okay. It's just okay. the Xbox full integration of a here's a Discord tab, not even Discord app. Like here's a Discord tab within our UI, so that yeah, you right. can. Pull in party chats from there. Right. It's interesting. Uh, shout out to Xbox for getting that shit to work. I know the Xbox ecosystem was super excited to hear this. And I'm generally interested to see whether the leaps you have to go on to get it to work is a barrier of entry to get people to utilize it. Or is it just the idea that this exists and I can use it will eventually be like, oh, the gold standard. Yeah. I'll give it a try later. Right, right. Other than Jordan, like if, <laughs> if anyone who's listening to this is like super excited for it, definitely let us know. So we have some kind of, of barometer other than Jordan over here about the the people out there who is playing Xbox. Mm. Who would do a thing like that? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty's coming to Xbox this year. There'll be people. Oh, this is true. Uh, okay, so our last story is so this is from IGN. This is the Last of Us remake permadeath mode revealed alongside a host of other improvements. So earlier this week, we got a leak of The Last of Us Part 1 again. And I, I'm not... I'm going to say this was someone trying to uh, take Naughty Dog down because that was the sort of vein of how they posted all their shit. Mm. was like, oh, they didn't change anything. It doesn't, the game doesn't look that great. Like, it's not worth your 70. And then Thursday, uh, our Thursday, so... The week of September, well, July. Right? Yeah, the week oh, of the July twenty second. I think it was July twenty second. No, twenty first. No, July twenty first. Uh, uh, PlayStation uh dropped a full breakdown of everything that went into The Last of Us Part One, which involved updated AI for both your uh, enemies and your AI partners. So now they operate on some interesting predictive, like I guess. Uh, logic, logic in which mm. not only will not only do they have the AI know where the enemies are at all times, they also know where the enemy will end up walking to, so that when in a stealth mode, they will then inevitably walk out of their line of sight. So we're no longer getting the Ellie. I'm hiding. Ellie just walk around this corner right in front of this guy. He just straight up doesn't see Ellie. So that's solved. Right. Um. Mm. If even just this is not updated textures in that. They have essentially ripped out every model in the game and fully rebuilt it. So, like, environments have the same structure, but they have all new different looks. They're all coupled with uh, now better... More more polygons. Yeah, more More, polygons and better physics. So there's a level of destructibility. They didn't indicate to what end. Like, is this a situation where I'm hiding behind cover and something hits it that blows it up and parts of the cover is now gone and exposed? Or is this more like, oh, variable bits of the cover are now broken away to make me feel like I'm going to be exposed? Yeah, it's like That's a bit, like, is it bit system yeah, or whatever yeah, they call yeah. it. Yeah, bits are there. Uh, they put the Last of Us uh, Part 2's entire accessibility feature set in the game, which I think is fucking huge. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the prevailing theory going on uh, from what I can hear around the streets of game design is that the Last of Us Part 1's uh, accessibility features were like the gold standard of what uh, accessibility features in a video game should really be. And they have 
baked those all in from the start of the last of us part one which is a really good get they put a bunch of minor features in there for people who care like more uh costume for your characters so you can dress up your characters more than just individual different kinds of flannels uh they put in a model i don't even remember being able to change my clothes you, you could one, so. i played that game like five times <laughs> you could but it was like it was baked into like doing uh like the game's reward system in which you got mm-hmm. points for like oh doing yeah things like and you can use those points to buy things yeah uh i remember that actually did not know that yeah oh yeah did you even play the game sean gosh played it at least four times bro i bought it on ps3 then bought it again on ps4 and played them multiple (laughs) times don't remember Uh, that uh (laughs) they have this new uh i from this one of those nebulous things but i think it's a cool idea they have this new model animation system that now is more variable how like the individual and bespoke animations they put into the characters react when they're actually interacting with each other. Uh, they tutted out the whole bullet points about, oh, dual sense integration, which is cool. When Ellie pulls the bow, you can really fool the tension of the bow. Same talking point it. for the 15th time in the Sony, <laughs> Sony first party game, but whatever, it's dual sense integration is cool. So long story short, they show off a bunch of it. The game looks great. Uh, the one thing that they did confirm from this and is the sort of the uh sticking point for a lot of fans uh the toxicity value will vary is that there's no prone uh mm-hmm. there is no uh advanced gameplay techniques from the last of us part two so the uh the consensus is they didn't change the gameplay of this game at all which right. i would say to that is bollocks if the ai functions differently and your interaction with the AI functions differently. And then they didn't say this, but I'm just making the not bold assumption that they're not just cutting and pasting the actual like gunplay mechanics from part one into part two. So like the game will be a tighter experience in terms of how like it controls. I fundamentally believe that there is not substantial gameplay change, but a gameplay change to a certain degree. I think. I think what it boils down to is that your experience is going to be a little different, but the actual mechanics are going to be same from last of us one, which is not a bad thing. Like, because like if the AI just charges you like differently, then that's just the AI moving. Like you're still going to shoot them the same way you would in last of us one. But like, again, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just, if you love the mechanics from Last of Us 2, just play Last of Us 2. <laughs> like, that's all you got to do. I, that, that's, that's pretty much all I'm saying. Like, I, the, the whole thing about people being upset that this, like, people, because the whole thing was that people were just like, oh, this is going to be $70. Like, I'm not going to spend $70 on this. Okay, then don't buy the game. Like, I'm, I like Last of Us, the, the franchise. It's cool, but, like, I played it one time. I got the story. Like, I don't necessarily need to play it. So, like, this isn't for me, but this is going to be for a lot of people. And I feel like they don't need to... Like, it's nice that they released this so, like, you see, like, what the actual improvements are. But, like, they don't really need to market this game because people are going to buy it. And then there's going to be people who, for some reason, in their terrible, terrible lives, they haven't played Last of Us yet. They need to market the improvements. (laughs) And I think we've belabored this point before on the cast. But uh, they have a crispy-ass new show coming out next year. They want a crispy-ass new game to go along with it. Right, right. Long story short. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go over some talking points I put in the Discord because I'm fucking super tired of the Naughty Dog hate train that just Mm. exists. Like, I get it. I get it. You don't like women. (laughs) 
and like you don't like people. No, I'm gonna fucking say it. You don't like women and you don't like anything that prescribes to a less than right side of the fucking spectrum in terms of video games. People are listening to us. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people hate watch things that they already don't like. Like I will I I watch hate us, tell your friends. I hate, I hate Arrow. I still watch two and a half seasons of that fucking show. So like anything's fucking possible. But uh yeah, this game, people will call it a cash grab. Mm-hmm. Newsflash, all video games are a cash grab. Everyone's trying to sell you fucking something. It's not an altruistic business. Uh like it's always nice when developers go out of their way to give you free stuff. But at the end of the day, they're giving you free stuff with the idea that they're going to be making money. Off They're of that building goodwill. Stuff. Yes. Right. And yeah. we saw how that ended with the Witcher 3 to Cyberpunk, in which everyone talked oh. about how great that studio was and all the cool stuff they did, and all that goodwill got people to buy Cyberpunk in droves. And so, all those people immediately complained about Cyberpunk. So how is Sean Murray going to fuck us next? <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. This, like, so to, to get to my other point, is like, if they removed access to the original last of us on stores and the last yeah. of the remaster from stores i would be like yeah this is fucked up that you're charging 70 dollars for me to buy and play this game but they're not in fact if i'm not wrong the last of us remastered it's on the playstation plus it's on playstation yeah, plus i believe in the it ex- is in the ex- oh yeah either in the extra or the premium category which means if you want to play the the version of the game you want to play that doesn't have all the fancy bells and whistles it's there for a pretty cheap price, even cheaper if you already have the collection. Two, this is not made for us. Right. It's made for people to Sean's earlier point who have never played The Last of Us or are going to see that show, get hyped for that show, learn the video game and play it. You know what happened when The Witcher came out on Netflix, a show that has nothing to do with the video games? Sales of The Witcher, a game that yep. was already really good, like had really great sales, exploded. And it, it shot up like it was wild. <laughs> and then so, and no one saw it coming. <laughs> no one saw it coming. Not even the, the, the death of the Witcher, who had nothing right. to do with that show. They're like, wait, where are all this money coming from? Cyberpunk ain't doing well. <laughs> I know the original writer is pissed. The original writer was happy. Well, because he made no. money off. He made money off the show, not money off the game, but he made money off the mm. show. What mm. I'm saying is, I think he negotiated for like a set amount of money because he did not think the game probably yeah. was going to be popular. Yeah, and it yeah. took them three games to get The Witcher to be a big, a juggernaut franchise that got Netflix to be like, let's make an adaption of this. But no, uh, this game's not for us. But if you don't want to buy the game, to DJ's point, <laughs> don't buy it. Pretty much, There's I nothing- can still complain. That's what I see a lot of. <laughs> that's what I see a lot of already. I, I, I can still complain though. If your complaint is I want to play this game and it's seventy dollars, I don't want to buy seventy dollars. Do the thing that if you're a person complaining about $70, there's a strong chance that you're a person who doesn't buy video games brand new. That you're the person who goes and waits and like does X, Y, and Z to get games at a deal. Just do that. The game's yeah, not going to be $70 forever. The game's not going to yeah. be $70 next year. This is a remake of an old game. You're not oh, Black missing Friday's any- coming. You're not missing anything. <laughs> and, and to the $70 argument, it's like, I get it. Sony wants to market themselves as a premium video game developer. They don't want people to see this game, this remake, they put a lot of time and effort into it, as anything less than a premium product. Because the minute you sell a game at a lesser amount, the expectations of that game change dramatically. And yeah. like, remember that Ratchet and Clank game that came out as a tie-in to the movie? 
that was priced at around forty dollars. That game is fantastic, but no one talks yeah. about it because everyone just assumed it was a budget game. I think it's like Ratchet and Clank 2016 or something. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, I yeah. It. it was great. Yeah. Play no, it. it's a fa- yeah, it's a fantastic game. Like it's yeah. objectively, even with the weird movie uh movie integrations. Yeah, yeah, like where you just they put scenes of the movie into the game. I still get to see this movie. It doesn't exist to me. I just have the game. <laughs> like it's it, like no one talks about that game in the context of like Ratchet and Clank the franchise because everyone just sees it as one of the budget Ratchet games, which are a like a half dozen of. So I'm like, yeah. I, I get from why I'm a Sony bean counter being like, let's just charge $70 for it. We put in the same amount of work we did for a triple A game. So let's just charge the same amount of money we would put into it for a triple A game and let's move forward. Right. I know I'm buying this, like, because Last of Us is one of my favorite games. And I'm always looking for a new excuse to replay that game. And yeah. if this game falls in the same suit as part two, it's going to have a fantastic trophy list. Which means I'll be finally able to get the Last of Us Part One trophy list. Yeah, I think the first one you had to play it on grounded. Dude, you had to play it like five different. Like it's it's the first one trophy list is just not fun. Yikes! Mm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't Yikes! That was me ranting about this game. <laughs> no, but you had good points though. You had good points. Um, all right, that is it for the quick hits. Uh, let us know if you are excited for the Last of Us remake. Um, and if you fall on the spectrum of it's seventy dollars, I'm not paying seventy dollars. Just, just like and subscribe to the contest and punch yourself in the face. <laughs> All right. Um, before we jump into what we've been playing, we have a word from our sponsors. You know, one day it won't be us, and then everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my God, they got sponsored by Hymns!" And we're like, "Hell yeah, we did!" <laughs> hey there, have you been enjoying this episode? You have great. Well, if you're listening to the podcast, then do us a favor and leave us a review on the podcast platform you're using. If you're watching this, then like the video, subscribe to our channel, and hit the bell so you won't miss out on any of our future videos. Check out pressx2start.com to find information about us, the podcast, links to all of our social media channels, and to join our Discord. Thanks so much. We appreciate your support. Now back to the podcast. And we are back. Now it is time for us to jump into what we have been playing. And look at that. We're talking about cats. All right. So um, Avery, Sean, and myself have all played the game called Stray. Jordan, he's a dog person. So he said, fuck that cat. Um, phrasing. And he did. <laughs> okay, that's what you're supposed to do. But um, go ahead. Whoa, wait. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. This took a turn. All right. Um, so we all played and beat Stray. So what we're going to do is just give. Uh, our, our quick feelings on it and then we can do like a just a little bit of a spoiler thing we're gonna make it quick because we we're we're doing this in the in the cast all right um because i've been talking sean you go first what's your feelings on stray spoiler free it was a enjoyable romp i am trying to work my way to the platinum but mm. uh, there's this one section at the very beginning where you're not supposed to get touched by the enemy at all and it's yeah. moving a little bit hard Okay. But um, I, I I went through it pleasantly surprised because when it was first announced, I was like, "I'm not buying that shit." But um, 
thankfully they they included on playstation plus yeah you know i'll try extra free and um i did enjoy the story that they were trying to tell or at least the cautionary tale that they were trying to tell yeah yeah okay and then out of out of 10 what would you give it give it about a maybe an eight or nine for what it was trying to do i mean this was the studio's first game so yeah they they set a narrow focus and um they stuck their landing right yeah okay I am somewhere in the middle. I'm 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 split in the middle with this one. Uh, I thought the game itself was fine. Um, I I will say like you know my caveat is when I think of video games, this isn't necessarily the kind of games that I I enjoy. Where it is more storytelling, it is more experiential, and it's less like gameplay and gameplay mechanics. Like I was hoping that there'd be more to do as the cat in the game than than they provided me. So overall, Did you like want to shoot guns, <laughs> not shoot guns. guns. I mean, let me shoot my poop out and hit people or something. I mean, that's the monkey game, that, DJ. Right? Oh, you're right, <laughs> King Kong. Anyways, um, I overall I enjoyed the story. I think it was cute. Um, I do have some kind of like. I, I wish the ending could be better, but we'll, we'll, we can talk about that shortly. Overall, I, I enjoyed the time. I just wasn't super enthused as like everyone else was in terms of, oh, it's a cat game. And it's like, yeah, it's you a cat talk game. talk to everybody, DJ? I did. I really gather did. gather all the memories? I didn't gather all the memories. I, I You know what? I was trying, and then I was just like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in it for this. Like, I'm. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. Yeah. If I were to give this game uh, out of 10, I'd probably be around the like seven five seven point five. I think that's where I'm at with this. Respectable. Yeah. Avery, yeah. what's your thoughts on this game? No, I haven't finished the game. So that's first and foremost. I haven't finished oh. it. Uh, oh. That's why I wanted you to go before me, because I hadn't finished it. And I am, I guess, in between you and Sean in terms of how I feel about this game. In that mm-hmm. I think this is one of the most interestingly designed games I've ever seen, in, especially yeah. in terms of a small studio, in terms of like, the exploration, mechanics, how they choose the uh, the puzzle solving, all that—it's like they they spend a lot of time in granularizing it to like, okay, I am a cat. How would a cat interact with this? And my big failing with the game is I just don't give a shit about cats. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not a cat person. If I was any animal person, I I am a dog person, and like I find the cat's lack of emotions. Like, when a cat is doing cat things, like, when he first puts on the backpack and he's just, like, refusing to get this backpack, like, on his back, <laughs> he's just crawling the on the ground. I'm like, that is fucking hilarious. Like, when they do, yeah. the, when they do all that shit, like, the, when they do all the cat stuff, I'm like, really cool. But when I swivel my camera and just look at my cat's face and hit the meow button and I'm just getting this, ah, <laughs> ah, and I'm like, I, I'm just like, but, like, I think the story yeah. is actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. And, like, as, as someone who's only halfway through the game, I'm, like, fascinated where this is all going. But, like, if it Wait, wasn't for B12... Where, where, are you, where are you in the game? I just climbed the, inner, the, uh, the anti-village. Okay. Yeah, like, I have, like, gotcha, one... Gotcha, I got, gotcha. From what I can tell, I have, like... Based on the memories, I have, like, one more section of the game left to do. Oh, you have, like... A, yeah, you have, like, like maybe two. an hour left. Yeah, Not uh, even yeah. two. It, it, depend, it depends on how much you, like, kind of dilly-dally in that last bit. Like, you're, you're yeah. pretty much almost done. Yeah. Yeah, so like I have a hard time grasping getting to the game story because I just don't care about the cat. I don't find the cat a good 
like actor to convey the story this character. isn't about the cat it gets it well it is, it is. Yeah. if it wasn't for b12 i would be completely bored by this game's narrative because like it, it's nearly bordering on uh silent protagonist level mm, in terms yeah. of like yeah of things i'm like uh yeah so like uh i like the game i'm like playing it i'm really enjoying it uh i no longer have playstation plus extra okay so i bought this game uh and i'm gonna talk about my long journey of me trying to buy this game and like not being able to for some godforsaken reason like i i've never gone to the playstation store and just not been able to buy a game there you had to go to the overflow menu didn't you the three dots no sean it's not it wasn't even there mm. when you went to that it just said follow wish list yeah there was no yeah. buy there was no pre-order button there was nothing Those yeah you can't buy straight at all was there an overflow menu the hamburger menu the three dots yeah that's the, mm. sean that's what i'm telling you that was what was there I know yeah, they need to clarify that because I had to help uh, one of our listeners figure out how to buy a game as well. Oh, look at him yeah. helping out people. Oh, yeah. You know. But yeah, you can't you can't buy Stray other than and then, a subscription. So like the day it came out, I was fucking on my phone looking up how do I buy Stray? And I'm like, I still can't fucking buy this game. Why can't I buy this game? Turns out I had to go to the PlayStation Store website and there it said this game is not releasing for the next two hours on the day of its release. So I don't know what oh, the wow. fuck is going on there. Also, why couldn't I pre-order this game? Yeah. Huh. I get I get the idea that, oh, it's in the PlayStation Extra category. So they're, they're trying to be a good, uh, I guess, shop and not allow you to buy the game when you could get it for a cheaper price after the fact, whatever, whatever bullshit. Fuck that. Give me the option to buy the game. I just want to, I, when I get rid of my places in extra, I want to be able to own the game. I, I, why I would wanna, you want to do that? <laughs> I'm not going to get into the fucking semantics of why I buy video games here. That's another fucking hour of me complaining about consumerism and subscription services. But that's not if you were there. Yeah. It took me ages to fucking buy this game. And that's one of the reasons why it took me so long to fucking play this game. Yeah. Because yeah, no, my game plan was the day it came out to play it. Couldn't do that. So I just did other things. Uh, one thing I will say about this game in my final thought, because I ultimately really love this game, in terms, I just don't like the cat, but I love this game, is that this is one of the two games where I opened up the PlayStation cards and found it the most helpful thing in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. When I tell you that they have a detailed, annotated like explanation for every question you have, including the trophies, it is the most helpful thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like there's a detail. Like when you start up the game, it says like, "Hey, game help is enabled for this." I'm like, "Oh, I forgot that was a feature." <laughs> Y'all turn on the uh, press X to jump prompts because that helps apparently. No, I turn on the press X to start prompt. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Yeah. People have complained about the locomotion in this game and it not being a like a true platformer, but just like the way these environments are designed, if this was a game where I could fall off ledges, I would You'd fucking throw my. I, I'd, be, I'd be pissed. Like. The magnetized jump, I have no problem with. In this game, absolutely no problem. Well, I don't mean that, Avery. I more so mean if you have it enabled, it will let you realize that, oh, you can jump up here versus it automatically taking you down, down, you know, depending on. You know what I mean? I I haven't messed with game settings at all. So, like, there's always an X prompt above my character's head when there's a jumpable object around me. But at a certain point, at the point of the game I'm at, I'm like, I think I understand the world's geometry enough to know what I can and what I cannot go. jump on. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, that's not gonna be my problem. I'm just talking about the whole, it being a platformer and like, like I would have thrown my controller with some of these sort of platforming sections if I could fall off things and die. Yeah, absolutely. Me too, me too. 
But yeah, I mean, well, since you haven't beat the game, like the thing that I was going to, we're not going to do a spoiler thing on this. Um, the only thing that I had was the ending. I, I wanted the ending to go differently. I'm not, I'm fine with what they gave me. It was me. supposed to be a dual part ending, kind of. The real story wasn't for the cat. It was for B12. That's why I actually yeah. got all the memories. Oh, okay, okay. The cat was a vehicle, kind of, for B12. Yeah, to uh, figure himself out. Yeah. Oh, figure itself out, I should say. But, um, yeah, yeah, like, overall, like, I, I had a good time. I, I'm not going to do the Platinum side. So I just deleted the game off my hardware to save some Two space. Monster. Uh, I'm going know, to do the platinum, rawr. but like, I'm probably going to wait for a bit because, like, one of the platinum trophies, like, do, beat it in two hours. I'm like, oh. that's I'm I'm not gonna. And another one of the trophies is sleep for an hour. So oh, I did I, that. Uh, I did that. Yeah, neatly. that was one of the easiest trophies I, I could ever. I just I just put it on the background and played Apex Mobile on my phone while <laughs> while I let it do that shit. If you had an Xbox, you could do game resume, right? Right? Right, Jordan. I don't think that works. The game I don't think it would have worked. No? Be running. Yeah, I think the game would have. No, it it, it would have it would have worked. I'm speaking Why from would it work? Because I do have instances to which games continue to log my progress, like that were time and sensitive. Keeps running. It kept running. With Far Cry, what? those time missions. That's strange. They would, well, okay, no, I get what Jordan's talking about. The Far Cry time missions are a thing that's like independent of the game. It's like a, a system on top of the game. The straight thing we're talking about is you putting the cat in a state. And not pausing the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, I think so the way pause it, it pause the timer. That's, yeah, that's so. <sighs> Whatever hey, you don't it, have it, to do it all at once. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not for me, so I'm not even going to bother with it. That's okay. All right, Can't all right. It. Um, now let us jump into Jordan. You have sat here and had to listen to a cat talk. Now let's talk car talk. <laughs> Hey, cats and cars go well together. Make sure to check under your cars before you leave, because there might be a cat under there. Horrible, horrible yeah, stories. Yeah, man. Just, it's a real ass thing. I'm not going to go into yeah, my story, but do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I played possibly one of two pieces of content that Microsoft Studios is making this year. The other mm-hmm. one being Pentiment won't be until like fucking November. But this was a DLC expansion for Forza Horizon 5. Um, this was a paid expansion. It was not included with Game Pass. You had to pay for it. If you had Game Pass, it was 20% off, putting it at about $14. Uh, without Game Pass, it was 20 Overall, I clocked this about maybe four hours of content. And this was the developers at Playground Games, who we all know is working on Fable, listening to the fans and bringing back one of the more popular DLCs they made uh, over the course of their five games. Usually when it comes to their extra DLC related to their racing games, it would be environmental. Uh, and Forza Horizon 2, it was like a muddy, like wet, you know, island bullshit, whatever. And Forza Horizon 3, it was like a snowy landscape. Uh, and then uh, Forza Horizon 3 brought us the uh, Hot Wheels DLC. And in Forza Horizon 4, it was like the Lego um, you know, Lego partnership, which was, you know, charming within itself. But yes, they brought back Hot Wheels, and this is in a post-Hot Wheels Unleashed video game space, because the Hot Wheels Unleashed series is great. But one thing I did say, uh, and one thing I did disclose in the chat, was what they are doing at Playground Games is different because they're actually applying the physics associated with these racing games to a Hot Wheels track. Like, you feel, like, you, you have a good understanding of how it would feel to drive a two-ton vehicle on a plastic track. And that is what I had 
in that, that was a takeaway I had in the uh, Horizon 5 DLCs. Um, in the chat, we talked about the possible throttling because the shit does get very fast very quickly, mm-hmm. um, yeah. to which it can be overwhelming. But may- maybe this video does do it. But the throttling was scripted and it can be programmed um, if you were to go into the creator mode. Because like there are instances in a map where it will slow down for effect, not necessarily for uh... like the car going slow down. It's like visually it slows down. But for the most part, that's not needed. I mean, it is. I'm glad I don't have motion sickness. Um, I did not go into the visual settings to see if they could account for motion sickness. But this shit is fast. It is a fast game. And it, there are some instances to which I felt a little bit of vertigo, especially when like, uh, like there's like a, a track, a segment of track where you're going up and fast at an angle and coming back down that I had to pause the game a little bit. Really? How awesome would that be with VR? Uh, I'd die. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't get pretty bad motion sickness. But Jorah's supposed to be on this cast, but again, he's out gallivant. Oh, no, he's dead. Oh, no. Insert Apex clip of Avery saying, I die here. <laughs> That's exactly what have happened. John, huh? why are you coming for me? <laughs> I'm playing Gibraltar. If I'm in the open with no dome, I die here. <laughs> Oh good, but That's um. Hilarious. So they they did add segments segments of the track that allow for more unique experiences outside of the boost pads that are in Hot Wheels. There are magnet tracks to which no matter how fast you go, you're able to have a consistent line racing line. You have to worry about turning or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they some segments of the track use this centrifugal force to which you will go down way faster and exceed you know speeds that your car usually would not be possible of and there's also there's also segments where it has like these giant fans that allow for any type of air resistance to be null and void to which you also Uh, go incredibly fast so yeah yeah, i mean it was like uh you start off as like as a b class and you do like challenges you work way up to a class s class um s2 class and then you know the triple a class or whatever to your faster cars but yeah it was it was about four hours of a, I think it was smaller than Forza Horizon 3's Hot Wheels DLC, but okay. it was more deliberate in terms of its design, which allowed for a more engaging experience. Like it was, I, it was hard putting it down, but at the end of it, I was like, you know, I'll do like the extra challenges later. Overall, I had a pretty good amount of fun with it. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Like I just watching that gameplay, it looked a lot of fun and like very, fast and like frenetic and i think that is always something that i can appreciate when it comes to racing games because i uh, the last racing game that i played that really gave that sense of speed is and i'm dating myself was like Wipeout, and like mm. that was like oh my god i'm going really really fast it's crazy mm-hmm. and then before oh, that was okay. uh oh you, you even shine i'm about to say what the hell is Wipeout? but i have oh. to go back <laughs> go back to my game next <laughs> and now now, now the question is, how soon will there be another DLC for Forza Horizon Five? Mm-hmm. Are they going to totally commit? Like this was a big DLC because it had all yeah. three like environmental biomes in it, so they kind of they were able to cover their bases in terms yeah. of new experiences. Um, but I wonder when the next time we see a Forza Horizon Five DLC, or is it Playground Games just going to commit all their resources to Fable? Which I mean, yeah. I think it's going to be the latter. oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And what else did you play? 
Uh, just quickly, Chorus. Chorus came out last fall. Uh, if you like your Ace Combat, if you like your, you know, fighting, star fighting games or jet fighter, you know, flight mm. simulator games. Um, yeah, this is a, a, a pretty arcadey um, star fighter shooter game. Um, you know, it takes place in the faraway future. There's magicians and all this other stuff. But one thing I will magicians. say. Magicians? Yeah, it's, it's silly. It's silly. Silly Star Wars space magic. That doesn't matter. Oh. Um, but, you know, what the what this game has is pretty tight controls and pretty fun physics where you're blowing up these giant capital ships, seeing them break apart. You know, it's it's it is a standard arcade star fighting game that I would highly recommend checking out. It's a beautiful game too. Very beautiful, beautiful sceneries. When I when I looked it up, I was like, "Oh, I remember this game." It was in one of the showcases, I think, last year or something like that. And it was like, "Oh, this actually looked pretty cool." I want to and say like, showcase. Was it Xbox? Okay, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, and it, it it's like a it's like a star Isn't fighting kind of or spaceship fighting kind of thing. Chorus spelled with a V. V. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that's the game you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's made. It's yep. made by uh, Deep Silver, who did Maneater, and I, they're also working on the next the Saints Row coming out in a few weeks. And yeah, no, they're they're a solid developer. This was it's yeah. a fun game. It's a gamey ass game, but it's also a permadeath mode too. Which yeah, you you wait, you may die a couple times if you're not paying attention. It gets pretty oh, frantic. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's what's up. All right, um, Sean, yo, you've been playing. I visited our friend Douglas in Fortnite Whoa. because he has found his tertiary home. He did not abandon us. He's just filling his time with virtual season three or chapter three Fortnite goodness. Um, oh, okay. I just dropped in on Douglas playing with his friends and, you know, they accepted like me as one of their me. own. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, we, we, we won a game. Um, they were playing the no build mode. Um, mm. And he... Pretty much has a good grasp on there. He's just aggressive in Fortnite as he is in um, Overwatch. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, but um, I mean, it's Overwatch, uh, Fortnite. I mean, what do you, what do you right. Um, okay. In addition, I also played Slay the Spire still. I finally... Um, so this is a roguelike game. You're supposed to play it more than once or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, they have like three characters, three main characters, then you unlock a fourth. But once you quote-unquote beat the game because there's like three acts once you beat the game with each character and unlocks a fourth act which i'm trying to work my way through right now it's just hella hard okay um i'm playing around with that and then i also got into the multiverses beta open beta closed beta whatever i don't know um it's a solid game but if you're coming straight from smash your muscle memory will betray you. Like, you know when you mm. go to slap the D-stick um, to either side and hit the attack button for a smash attack? That does Always slap the here. D-stick, you know what I mean, John? Always slap the <laughs> D-stick. <laughs> but that does not work here. Um, their quote-unquote equivalent smash attacks is you just holding the button, and you'll see a charge meter come up, and then it'll release an, oh, an equivalent. But I keep on trying to... Do that smash, smash maneuver. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's not working for me. Um, I have won a few matches, though. Um, it is fun. They do need to not nerf. I'd say balance the characters more. Apparently. Okay. Okay. Um, what what characters are you using? I have been using Shaggy, Harlequin, and um, 
Those are the two mains that I've been using. Oh. I think I heard Shaggy was I heard Shaggy was pretty broken. He's pretty yeah. solid. Allegedly, uh, Velma is trash, even though I read an article saying that she wasn't. Um, Tasmanian oh. Devil's spin attack is overpowered, apparently, because it can fling you out of the ring. So they copied 90% of Smash, I want to say, with the exception of those controls. There is no, like, Smash ball that comes in and you can do a crazy-ass attack. I do yeah. like the tethering system where you can kind of... I don't know if every character can do this, but some characters, like... In the 2v2 mode, your partner can jump off the edge to go kind of, for lack of a better word, extreme edge guard. Mm-hmm. So the opponent can't get back up. But you can only you can only do it but so far. But there's some like invisible tether link thing that you can do. Um, Did you get to play as LeBron James, who is coming the multiverse? <laughs> I don't know if he's Brian in James. there yet or if that's upcoming. Yeah, I think it's upcoming. Uh, but yeah. um. It'll be interesting to see who they add in this game. It is monetized to hell. Yeah. Granted, yeah. you don't have to buy anything. You can um, play the game and unlock. Get, yeah, you can just play the game. Um, this is just to speed up your progress. They do have a battle pass system. Um, I'm not sure if I like the power up system that you can. You, you have like slots that you can put on your character. There's like one big slot and then three secondary slots. And it's like. Mm-hmm. You'll do five more damage when doing side aerial attacks, you know, or s- stuff like that. It's yeah. a lot like the spirits from Subspace Emissary. But into multiplayer. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I don't know. That's, if, that's not good. Yeah, you, you have to be a lot of balancing for that because that could that It's impossible, can get bad it's impossible to balance. To make those things fun, you have to make them actually have, uh, like, legitimate effect. effect. Oh, true, yeah. Well, yeah. like I said... It said it does five more, five percent more damage. So I don't mm. know how broken that is per se, because mm-hmm. maybe Avery or DJ, I don't know if you're interested in Jordan, but maybe y'all have to play it more to understand what I mean. It doesn't feel the characters themselves feels broken. I'm not sure if those little slotted attachments it's to the make, yeah. make a difference. Yeah, I, the open beta comes out July 26, and I'll I'll say that like the whole that five percent thing. Um, <sighs> In in and a roundabout it, it, way, it affects you and your teammate. Okay, yeah. In a roundabout way, there's a similar like kind of like modification system in Gundam, and mm-hmm. like sometimes it, it actually does make a difference. But like, it's it'll be interesting to see how that works in this kind of scenario. I mean, so uh, yeah, with, with, with context, the only way those systems work uh-huh. in like a competitive game is if it's a system that everyone has access to. You have but to level just, up your character. But if it's a system that like inquires like mm-hmm. if I can financially put money into to get a leg up, then it's fucking broken. I, yeah, I have earned it because you earn it as you level up your character. And I'm thinking that maybe this is almost like, let's say, Call of Duty or Apex, where you have like different attachments to your gun to different perks. So I, I'm not I, sure how broken it would be, because, I mean, they, they have stuff like this kind of in competitive modes. Yeah, I mean, if, like, if it's. If it's what I think it is, I think you can only get that through leveling up your character, and you can't pay to level up your character. I think well, the, the paying goes to other stuff. I mean, if you can pay for experience, then you can pay to level up your character. So yeah, I don't, think, I don't think you can pay for experience is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think you but, can. I think it's a lot of cosmetic stuff mm-hmm. and unlocking characters that you pay for. I don't think you can pay for these little power-up chips. But um, we'll see. I, I, like, you got to try it out. You got to try yeah. it out. 
I'm not trying it out. Uh, but I, <laughs> I like his thing. I none of these Mass Brothers clones have interested me at all. This is the closest thing having played uh, PlayStation All Stars and Nickelodeon, whatever the shit that yeah. was. I, I, I will say, say this that comes the closest. Yeah, I'd say that this is a game that I didn't expect to be so enthused about because I was like, oh yeah, I'm a Nickelodeon kid. That definitely appeals to me. All those characters, and when I saw the characters, like I actually don't care about this. It's, but then, like see, seeing seeing these like this lineup, I'm just like, oh my god, Finn and Jake, like fucking Garnet, like I. I love these characters. Like, this is a game that I wanted. I just didn't realize that I would want. Like, fucking Shaggy? Let's go. Like, if they hadn't made Space Jam, I think I would have been more oh. interested in this game. Because they made that Space Jam game, I mean, Space Jam movie, and I was just like, wow, okay. They already <laughs> made one. It's on Sega Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ignoring, ignoring the point that I'm never going to play this game, because I, I don't have an interest in, like, Playing this type of game, like I play Smash Brothers because I love playing it with my friends. This doesn't even seem like a game that I'm going to get any enjoyment out of playing with a group of people. Because why would we yeah. play this when we could just play Smash Brothers? If that yeah, makes no, sense. You're right. You're right. And so, like That's in my head, like looking at the monetization of games like this, I don't see a world where there's not experience boosts and like they don't do that into mm. the game. Because you get to a certain point where if someone's just starting out into this game, they're not going to have all those leveled up characters with all these type of things so there's at some point going to be down the line here's a the ability to buy experience to insta level characters so you have the i it's one of it's i don't i i think i think wait 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 wait, before before you continue because I, i i get what you're saying but i think that the modifications to the character isn't a exponential thing i think it it's it's a a switching kind of thing so like you might do Huh? It's super incremental. It's literally five percent to like left side attacks while in the air. What I've seen, or you know, yeah. So I, I don't. I think it's a thing of you can essentially tweak the character to your play style. Not necessarily you are leveling yeah. your character up to like like a Super Saiyan level version of of Jay. It's not five percent damage that, down, five percent, ten percent. You know, damage up to your attacks, all your attacks. It's super specific attacks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You'll, I'll, I'll investigate it more and explain more once I get to it. But I will say, though, because as a person who played Destiny and who was around when Destiny 1 started and how they were talking about their microtransactions, and then by the time Destiny 2 happened, they completely forgot what they said about their microtransactions and kind of went back on that, and they were adding, like, crazy, like, boost stuff, and they said they weren't going to do that. So, like, it is definitely possible for them to, like, kind of switch gears and start releasing stuff like that in their store to you know make more money because yeah. um, money like, is money. WB definitely seems like a publisher that'd be more than willing to make that switch to how they monetize their game the instant they can get away with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll see though. We'll see. And uh before we wrap this up, I just got to say one thing because I didn't mention it and I'm gonna mention it now. And this is for all the Genshin Impact players out there. Welcome your boy to the crew because I finally got Kazuya. Let's go. <coughs> Three people who know. So this guy is like a broken like uh, animal support, and I, I got him, and I'm so happy, and I'm 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 leveling up. You guys have no idea what I'm talking about, and it's okay. I understand. You guys need to just take some. I play enough gotcha games to understand what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> here's the thing: you, talk, you talking about Genshin is 
exponentially a more interesting subject than you talking about the Gundam game that you play. Mm-hmm. Talking about Gundam, thanks for uh, you know. <laughs> We're gonna wrap the podcast up, everyone. It's been a pleasure to be here this week. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I knew I knew everyone was gonna say it. And I was waiting. I was like, yes, do it. Fall into my trap. Fall into my trap. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I'll I'll be talking more about Genshin once they drop their um 3.0 update, which is supposed to be huge and. They're, they're really putting their money towards it, so it's going to be good. Um, with that being said, and that being the future thing, this has been another episode of Press X Star Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget to comment. Let us know your feelings, your thoughts, your uh, what you're going to do for the day. You know, just 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 let us know. Uh, you could you could send that to us on your um. Your podcast app. I mean, you can you can do that when you write a review because you definitely want to write a review. Um, you can also leave a comment on the YouTube video because you know you're you know you're watching this because you have to watch us. It's it's important. Um, once you do all that, uh, we appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you do all that good stuff. Keep playing more games. Keep being in there. Keep hanging in there. You know, we're we're gonna get through this as long as you keep watching our content. We'll get through this. See what I did there? I made them watch the content, guys. It's very important. I wonder if Marcus has a problem with me whispering. Well, we'll see. Um, with that being said, <laughs> you uh, you take care. You have you have a good time and you play some games. Ooh.